All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt and Jake here. And we're coming to you today with a very special guest and we're super excited about. We have been visiting with Chuck as we try to figure out our technology piece. And, right. And, uh, but we've got Chuck Pencil on the phone. And, um, and uh, Chuck, would you tell us, our audience, just a little bit about who you are and, and kind of your, a little bit of your Torah walk and, and how you got to Torah? Um. 2009 around there um i was when was in the traditional church uh trying to seek jesus uh trying to change my life and about 2011 i could see things were wrong with the church i couldn't really figure out what was wrong or what was missing and i was reading stuff in the bible that nobody was really doing that was in the church and i couldn't put everything together and i seen a video about the feast and how they're an image of the Messiah and how he fulfills, how he fulfilled Passover through Shavuot. And that started pretty much my walk and just been in the tour ever since then, like late 2011. All right. That's awesome. So, um, and so we, we came across, uh, something you had done and, and, uh, so would you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, the reason why we've decided to talk to you today and uh, tell us a little bit of the story that uh, has led us to this moment. Uh, it was actually unplanned. Um, I was in Florida helping a friend um, and she was taking me back to Pennsylvania and we were stopping at a friend's house in Tennessee to have dinner. And on the way to her, her house, she's been to the Georgia Godstones before one of my other friends calls them the Georgia Goinstones now, kind of like that better. But um, she said, uh, asked me if I wanted to go see the Georgia Guidestones. And she's a tour keeper also. And I said, I, yeah, let's go blow the shofars there. And this was May 28th. We got there, we blew the shofars, prayed. Well, we prayed first, then blew the shofars. And we read Isaiah 27, 1 through 9, right where the stone was that God hit, actually. And... Uh, that was on May 28th, and we actually have it documented on Facebook when we was there, have pictures of blowing the shofars and praying and everything there. But uh, it was something we, we really wasn't expecting, you know, like we knew they was going to come down from the prophecy. And the day it happened, didn't even realize it was 40 days later. The day it happened, it like it took a friend calling and saying, yeah, that was like five weeks ago. So we started looking up and counting the days. And it ended up being 40 days. And I've seen something else beautiful come out of this in the tour community. I've had all kinds of people reach out and send pictures of their daughters and their children. And people, um, there was one group of people, seven of them went and surrounded it and blew the shofar. One lady went like a week before. There was one lady that has a testimony of praying for four days. And on the fourth day, the day they got hit, she was praying against them. But uh, I found it interesting in that town there. I can't remember the name of the town they're in. It's not really a town. It was just a field. The town was kind of away from it. We stopped at a gas station and and how all the people at the gas station that was there that day didn't want, they didn't really like them at all being there. Like they had, nobody had anything good to say about them. So it was kind of interesting. Like the, uh, the spiritual presence there, like with the people, was against the spiritual presence of them being there. I found that interesting too. Yeah, that is interesting. So you're saying the locals there 
they weren't uh, fond of it either. The ones we encountered anyways. And I would like to say, you know, a very special thanks to Nicole, the lady that took me there, you know. I mean, we wouldn't even went there if it wouldn't have been for her uh, her, her thinking about it, you know, or y'all putting it on her heart. Hey, that's amazing how those uh, small connections can lead to lead to something that you see he had uh, planned oh, all along. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really incredible. And, you know, we, we appreciate that uh, you were willing to be obedient and willing to go out and, and do something. Did, was there anyone else there? Like, were there visitors? No. When we was there, we was the only ones there. It, there was something I found interesting about it. Like, we read in the scriptures about the high places over and over. In that area, it was built, it was like set on the highest hill. Almost, I mean, it, on the highest place of that hill in the area. So, like, it was up higher than everything else. You know, like the field it was in, and the area you look across to, you've seen out to where the mountains are and stuff. But in that little area there, it was the high place. Did you feel like at the moment that that uh, something like what we saw later with the Guidestones, that, uh, that that was the purpose of what you were doing, or did you even know? what the purpose was we was just we was just kind of confronting a spiritual presence there um soon as i seen him the verse isaiah 27 9 popped into my mind i think jake was looking that up do you want him to read that yeah if he's got it handy yeah this therefore shall the iniquity of jacob be purged and this is all the fruit to take away his sin when he makes all the stones of the altar as chalk stones that are beaten in sunder the groves and images shall not stand up yeah, that's a perfect verse to kind of describe what happened there. Yeah, and it, it was so beautiful the day he done it. The, the morning it happened, um, got, I, I had a friend, a couple friends that knew I was there. They was all sending messages saying that they got hit or they blew up or someone blew them up. So what they were saying at the time. So I thought somebody did it. And then I was thinking, I was like, why did he just take one of them out, you know, and not take the rest of them down. Why did he leave this unfinished, you know, thinking like, are they going to rebuild it or, you know, and I realized that day I actually done something wrong. I wasn't thinking with him. I should have been asking him, well, what's next, you know, because by that day, by four o'clock, they had him down. Like the people took him down. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of my understanding that, that they built these things and then, uh, then later, the a um, the guy or somebody donated it to the county and said, "Here, this is yours now." And the county was like, uh, "We don't need anything else to maintain. You know, we're <laughs> a little county. You know, we we can barely maintain what we have." And they're like, "Okay." And so th- they had, I think, the county had no problem taking it down because they're like, "We didn't want this anyway." And uh, this is just gave us a reason to 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 you know make less work for ourselves. Oh, endless headache. Yeah, they had. There was all kinds of surveillance there. They had uh, two cameras. They they could see like 360 degrees around it. So they had surveillance, and then it was a big field. I mean, to to keep up and. Yeah, well, well, what I so appreciated is you know we kind of had a conversation in our our Torah group that we you know we have a fellowship and and uh, they were talking about all these conspiracy theories. It was this. It was that. And I was like, I know why it fell. Chuck went there and blew the shofar. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, this friend that I know on Facebook blew the shofar there. That's why it fell. 
<laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. Uh, you know, you can, uh, we can worry ourselves to death with all kinds of crazy conspiracy theories, but uh, we got to uh, realize that uh, y'all didn't want those things to stand. And Remember and, um, who gets the glory. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and when we attribute it to um, man conspiracy theories, I think we're giving the glory to man. Right. Unfortunately. So, so, uh, but, uh, but I just so appreciate Chuck. Chuck, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, do you have a feeling of other places that the shofar should be blown? Do you have any other thoughts about what what should happen next? Uh, actually, we're a couple friends. We're actually trying to put something together to Washington Monument in D.C. and Statue of Liberty in New York. Um, there's a couple places people have been thrown around. It's just a matter of getting everybody together at the same time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we'd be happy to help you get the word out in any way if you have something, some event like that that you. We don't have a huge uh, following, but uh, you know there are people we know, and we'd be happy to help uh, proclaim that because I think that is powerful. And we, in our group, we've also you know you kind of have challenged us and encouraged us to. And I think everyone listening to this should be, you know, maybe there's some things in your city, in your town, in your state that, that's close by. Maybe you don't have to drive cross country. I mean, of course, if you can do that and you want to, by all means. But, but there may be some things in your local community that uh, you need to uh, consider blowing the shofar over. And, and definitely pray about it. And, and, um, and, and, but, but, um, but yes, you know, what kind of impact could we have if we if we proclaim that all across the country in, in little local uh, min min municipalities all over. So anyway, well, that's an awesome story. Jake, do you have any other questions or anything? Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's interesting to to think about because, you know, that's something that wasn't even really on my radar to go to places that uh, where there is a spiritual darkness and blow the shofar uh it's just a good idea in general beautiful idea since uh since my uh i had got my first shofar in 2012 it's actually the one that's in the picture there where i was blowing it there i have a longer one but this one it's easier to carry when i'm traveling <laughs> it's just a small one but uh back home i would go like above try to get on top of the mountains i like hiking I would go on top of the mountains, you know, on the different trails or whatever, and just spend a day and blow the shofars over the towns, the different towns and different cities. And I don't really know of anything ever happening, but you don't know, you know, <laughs> just praying over town. And well, and, uh, and uh, it makes me think of the scripture when uh, when they go into the promised land, he tells them to take possession of the land. And, and uh, you know, the, they, they didn't always do that very well, uh, but... But there is a concept there of taking possession of our land. And, and I appreciate that you have uh, given us some hope and uh, some encouragement to do these same things. And uh, we look forward to see, see, see what y'all does. Well, Chuck, Chuck yeah. you have anything else you want to say? Or, or Jake, you got anything else? Yeah, I'd like to say um, there's something I've been doing for the last few years. It's really, really been a blessing. I can't tell you how many times people have been blessed. Um, different things seen, healings, um, and it's praying like at the three times a day to 9, 12, and 3. I uh, set an alarm on my phone and just try to intercede for people, different things. And I mean, I try to send one of them out a day to different people or stuff like that. But um, anybody that's interested in the praying and interceding, 
it's a true, true blessing. I mean, it's a, um, it's, I can't even tell you all the blessings every day. You know, there's a blessing comes out of it somehow with someone somewhere and you're not even expecting it most of the times, you know, people you don't know. And, but that's been a blessing also. I mean, the power of prayer is something I think we greatly underestimate these days. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. We, we have some people in our group that do that as well. And they set an alarm on their phone and, and you know, um, it's a powerful reminder and that they say the same thing. So that, that's a, that's a great, great testimony, a great thing you're doing. So. It's all him. Without him, we're nothing, you know, we serve, you know, he is the king of glory. You know, and, and check the other thing that, uh, that we say a lot in our group that's always amazing is, you know, when we gather on, on Shabbat, you know, we, we acknowledge that all around the world, you know, like this week, we'll, we'll, most of us are going to be doing Phineas. And all around the world, people are reading that same exact scripture, having the same conversations, the same questions, and the same, like, you know, the same aha moments, and, the, like, you know, the things where people are like, I, I don't remember seeing that. Amen. I've never seen that before in, in discussion. And, and it's a beautiful thing. And, and um, you know, we are, we are honored to know that uh, you're one of the ones out there with the rest of us that uh, when we're gathering on Shabbat that... Uh, you're, you, we're in like mind, and, and that's very encouraging to find um, other people. And you know, we're, we're in Texas. I don't know that we said yeah, that. So, <laughs> uh, and uh, but uh, but but uh, anyway, just know you've got people in Texas Hallelujah. doing the, the same kind of thing. Yep. And then yeah, and uh, it's it's just nice because that's you know the unity that it talks about, and the body growing as one. Uh, you can't have part of your body growing and the other part not. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, to I'll, grow as one. I'll tell you guys something I found out. You might already know this, but I find some people that don't sometimes about Phineas. Um, and it's word portion this week. If you go to Judges 20, 28, um, Phineas was still the high priest at the time. It, the Phineas, the son of Aaron. And if you go back from Numbers 25, if he was 30 years old at that point, all the way through to Judges, he had to be 370 years old. And, and that's if he was 30 years old the day of Numbers 25. But in Judges 20, 28, Phineas was 370 years old. <laughs> if you add up all the Judges. That's yeah. definitely something to look into. Yeah, I've never never seen that before. Jake, Jake pulled it up here. What does it say? It says, and Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, stood before it in those days, saying, Shall I yet again go out to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother, or shall I cease? And Yahweh said, Go up, for tomorrow I will deliver them into your Yeah, that's really interesting. I went through all the judges and added up the years of the judges. And if it falls on every day, Phineas was 30 years old in, judge, in Numbers 25, he was 370 years old right then in Judges 2028. Yeah, that's interesting. That's definitely a rabbit I've never chased. Yeah, no, and we've chased a few, so we haven't (laughs) chased that one before. Yeah, it's just just interesting. People say you're under the law. I'm thinking like, well, that wasn't too much under the law. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. If that ain't grace, I don't know what it is. That's right. That's right. We have, yeah, Grace is uh, all over the, the quote-unquote Old Testament. Just no one ever taught us it was there. We didn't have the eyes to see it. Yeah. Well, um, Chuck, we just we wish blessings on you and your family, and uh, we, we want to stay in touch. And well, so it, 
So if someone wants to find out more about you and see the things that you're doing, how would they see this? Facebook, but I'm, I haven't been on there the last couple of days, kind of taking a little fast from Facebook a little bit, but, uh, I'm on Messenger all the time. Somebody can send me messages on Facebook if they need to get a hold of me. Okay. Yeah. So, in what part of the country are you located in? Uh, right now, I'm in Oklahoma, but I live in Pennsylvania. Okay, Pennsylvania's home base. So, um, so if you're listening to this and you're close to in those areas and you have an idea of a place that uh, that you should blow the show far, you know, Chuck can be happy to. That you could message him and he'd be happy to tell you what he did or anything or um and uh, i'm sure he'd be ha happy to encourage you in any way so um that's about all i have we just kind of wanted to hear your story and hear how that happened and hear how y'all was working in your life and just wanted to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing and we look forward to seeing what happens in the future yeah and we appreciate you being able to you know take time out and talk with us yeah thanks for your flexibility as we work through technology <laughs> and uh, we've got finally got all that figured out and um, thank anyway, you guys thank you we guys appreciate your, yeah we appreciate your time and we look forward to uh, seeing what happens and uh, that, that's all we have and um and so we're going to sign off here but we'll talk to chuck for just a second so chuck stay on the line and and but we'll go ahead and sign out a sabbath lounge this is matt and, and jake signing out